there's a lot of people that need help that yep. need help yep. <laughs> mental health help and there's just not a great place to get it and when i looked at the laws and how polar opposite they were and then i looked at the numbers there were bruce lawn so the conversation that's been coming up with regards to nashville what happened in nashville that manifesto still never being released a pastor being targeted and potentially it being a Christian hate crime is something that's starting to fade in the zeitgeist and in the consciousness of Americans. But I don't think it should. I think they need to release that manifesto. I think folks need to know what happened and what were the motivations behind that and what was the, was there an ideology driving it? I think all these things are super duper important. And as this is all unfolding, people, of course, want to say, you shouldn't just offer thoughts and prayers. How dare you? You should want to take away everyone's firearms now. I think that's a counterproductive approach to the conversation for a variety of reasons, which I covered initially on this specific topic and I've covered multiple times. But something that no one's addressing is something that I addressed with regards to mental health and specifically the laws changing in the 70s. Some would say for the better, some would say for the worse. If we're looking at the impact of what happened to these laws post laws changing, there was a, a drastic impact. And so in the same interview that I reacted to with Chris Williamson and Jocko, surprisingly, Jocko qu quoted and said almost verbatim the same thing. Now, I didn't hear Jocko say this and then put it in my own video. So I figured I would, let's hear what Jocko has to say about why there's so many of these situations that continue to happen and how it's beyond an issue about inanimate objects that need to be taken away or banned or a specific type of inanimate object. But it's actually way more complicated than that, okay? So this is uh, from the Chris Williamson interview, and this is specifically about mental health treatment in America. It's at the 45-minute mark, okay? So check this out. Fourth of July, right? And then before that, we had Uvalde, and then before that, we had Buffalo. Have you got any idea if this is the sort of thing that can be stopped or can be restricted in some way? Yeah, I did, I did some podcasts on these things, and some of the, the biggest or I would say one of the most startling things in, uh, about as you watch the evolution of this. So in, in 1955 in America, there was 340 inpatient beds for people with mental health issues per 100,000 people. Okay, let's listen to these numbers. Beds listen to these numbers very carefully. 340. 340 inpatient beds for people with mental health conditions per 100,000 people. 300, 340, did I hear that correctly? 1955. In America, there was 340 inpatient beds for people with mental health issues per 100,000 people. Mm -hmm. So for every 100,000 people in America, That's right. there was 340 inpatient beds for those people, from people with mental health problems. Yep. All the awareness of mental health. What do you guys think? Has that number increased? Because we're so aware now of all of our mental health issues, or has that number decreased? The access to beds for people who are going through mental health issues. Has that number increased? 350 per 100,000? Or has that number decreased? What do you guys think? You think it's increased. So there's more beds now. You guys all think there's more beds now for people with mental health issues. Well, let's see. Let's see what Jocko says. Jocko has the numbers on this, the exact numbers on this, okay? I said, I said all this stuff specifically with the laws, but he has the specific numbers. Now watch what he says. In 2007, it was 17 beds per 100,000. 350 to 17. 350 beds per 100,000 people in mental health facilities to 
17. That's a massive drop-off. So there, the, the mental health capacity for treatment in America is gone down in a, what, a 95%. And, the re, and there are some legitimate reasons why this happened. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that people were getting put in these institutions and they, there were some horrible abuses that were going on in some yep. of these mental institutions. Yep. People being committed that didn't want to be in there. Yep. People that were abused once they were in there, people that could yep. never get out of there. And there was a, a backlash against that. And it, all of that was bad. All of that was bad and all of that shouldn't happen. But specifically in the backlash, it seems as if we overcorrected and now it makes it almost impossible for someone to go into one of these institutions and legally a change to they have to be a, th a bodily threat to themselves, meaning they're down for self-deletion or to someone else. Okay. So we've over, and this is what happens. We, we, we go from one extreme to the other extreme a lot in this country. It all of a sudden became in the seventies, Hey, this, this mental health, these mental health facilities are evil. They're bad. There's abuse going on. We need to shut them down. And they shut down a lot of them. Yep. And so, and they probably should shut down a lot of them in doing that. It certainly appears to me that they threw the baby out with the bathwater. And now we've got, I mean, you, you think San Diego, there's two or 3 million people here. There's a lot of people that need help. That yep. need help, yep. <laughs> mental health help, and there's just not a great place to get it. I, you know, I talk to police officers a lot, and this number, as the, as these hospital beds went away and the laws changed, less people were in mental health hospitals, more people were homeless, more people were on the streets, more people were on drugs. I, you know, I talk to police officers a lot. Police officers come upon people all the time that they don't need to get put in jail; they need to get put in some kind of a mental health facility, but they don't exist. I heard it's upwards of like 90% of the calls that police officers interact with, not traffic tickets, but like where they get called, like not up to 90% of it. And again, I don't have the exact statistics are mental health related. And so they go into jail for a little while, they, they come back out and it's a problem. So, so if you take just the numbers of the beds, right? What has that done to all the other aspects of mental health? Mm -hmm. Like, all, what about the outpatient people? How many doctors used to be ready to help somebody that was feeling depressed or was feeling angry? There probably were a lot more doctors back then that had the capability of treating those things. Mm -hmm. So we've really shut down our capacity to help people from a mental health perspective. And then on top of that, we've added all these things into society that create more mental health problems. The, the hardest thing about this is that it's very difficult to convince someone that they're having a mental health episode because they, they don't know. Have, have you guys ever had someone in your life that is having a psychotic break or whatever, and, and say they're not being violent towards anyone, it's hard to convince someone that, hey, like the voices you're hearing aren't real, right? Because they're, they're, they're having delusions. Some of this can be triggered from, from trauma, whatever. Makes it almost impossible. Makes it almost impossible. And again, you, they, they, they can no longer do these holds on people. They can, they can no longer uh, admit people unless they're a threat to themselves or someone else. Physically. Hey, you want to see something crazy? 67% of the people who watch this channel are not subscribed. Do me a quick favor. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you stay up to date on all the videos here on the Bless God Studios channel. I.E. alcohol, social media, uh, the, the, the fact that someone can stay in their house all the time. So you're saying all these things increased. We put COVID on people where they had to stay in their house all the right, time. Right. They're getting stuck in echo chambers. There's all these things that add to mental health problems. And we've, we've really done away with a lot of the treatment that we had before. So uh, hopefully in, in the coming months and years, we can start to get back to a place where we start to build up our capacity for treating help people that have 
mental health issues mm-hmm. because these these shooters in these scenarios they clearly are they have mental health problems but it's a trend as well that's dominated by young men it seems and that that seems especially sad because these are men that could be out working a job or starting a business or being in the armed forces mm-hmm. contributing to something and mm-hmm. instead they're off on a rampage yep somewhere. Yeah. it's horrible to see one of the differences we were talking before we started about the differences between the us and the uk I've spent a lot of time late nights in city centers working nightclubs. I've spent a lot of time around homeless people. At two in the morning, the only people that are out are club promoters and, and homeless people and, and party goers. And uh, the difference between homeless people in the UK and homeless people in the US, more stark than the difference between the cultures wow. by distance. Wow. They are significantly more antsy, uh, uh, evidently um, in discomfort and, and talking to themselves, shuffling along, uh, rocking backward and forward. Um, much more forthcoming, significantly more forthcoming, significantly more aggressive, even though I've never had anything super bad happen. Downtown San Diego, downtown Denver, downtown Austin. Downtown San Diego is brutal, man. Anybody that's ever been out here, it's brutal. I, I've done some work with the the mission out here, San Diego Rescue Mission, right? And it is, it is, it is brutal. Like, because we're so climate neutral in Southern California, uh, a lot of folks come here. Sometimes other states ship homeless people here on greyhounds. It's, it's a mess. I haven't spent a ton of time in America, but I mean, there are a lot of them. And the safety net that we have in the UK to sweep up people who fall through the cracks like that is, it, it, it seems to work, right? You know, someone someone ends up in a really bad way mentally. Away you go, we'll pop you into a ward. You'll be looked after. We'll be given the medication that you need. There's no insurance that restricts that. But as you said earlier on, it's like a vicious cycle mm-hmm. of the people who are the ones that are the most vulnerable are the ones that maybe get sent to jail, perhaps to get hooked on to the drugs, make their mental health conditions worse, which means that they can they further ingrain themselves into a life of either crime or homelessness, which takes them further away from a job and a balanced life. And right. yeah, I mean, it, it kind of doesn't surprise me, but it's, it's pretty sad to see. Yeah. I'd be interested to know the numbers of, of inpatient beds per hundred thousand in the UK, because if you think about the homeless people that you've seen in San Diego and there's 2 million people here, right? There's a lot of those people that probably would be swept up and put into a place where they're getting the right mental health treatment that they need. Right. And mental health treatment is not an easy thing to do. It can take an extended period of time to get someone sorted to a point where they're able to be, go out and contribute to society. I mean, even getting someone's medication correct, right? Like if someone has an actual like psychotic disorder, just getting their meds figured out. And then, you know, sometimes the meds have come with side effects. This is very complicated. I want to look this up real quick. How many patriotic beds are there for a hundred thousand people? Wow. So so it doesn't look so it looks like it's a little better. It's only it's twenty one per hundred thousand. The U.S. has seventeen per hundred thousand. So it's a little better, but not much better than than America. Probably because they have similar laws. You know, over here there are more mental health patients with at home help or in other health-related elderly living arrangements. Okay. Population difference has to be a factor. The U.S. has way more people than the U.K. Yes. U.K. Okay. England. I do believe that control does work over here in PR. That stuff doesn't happen in schools. I mean, it, it works to some to some degree, but these things still happen in California and New York, right? Like California is massive for, for these things to happen. Chicago has the worst, I mean, the, the, the harshest laws to firearms, and they still are, you know, really, really high up there. I looked at the numbers of Chicago and Atlanta, okay? And I'm not talking about uh, school shit. I'm just talking about straight Chicago, Atlanta gun laws, okay? Polar opposite laws. Polar opposite. Atlanta has the some of the loosest laws with regards to this stuff. I've met so many people in Atlanta. Most friends that I know, Christian or not, in Atlanta are riding around with fire. They're everywhere. I've gone in the studios and there's sevens out and there's out. Like, it's crazy 
in Chicago. I'm, I'm in, mind you, I'm in California, so we don't we don't open carry here. It's not it's not a whole lot of stuff like that. Now in Chicago, it's very 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 strict. I think it's more strict together. And when I looked at the laws and how polar opposite they were, and then I looked at the numbers, they were identical. The numbers in terms of violent crime per capita, in terms of in, in terms of murders like per capita, they were identical. Which the only thing that was lower in Atlanta was robberies were less likely to happen in Atlanta. So to me, and I'm not trying to be a jerk, but to me, if you got the same results with polar opposite approaches and one has lower robberies, meaning that you're less likely to get robbed in, in, in Atlanta than Chicago, I mean, I would assume that the laws in Chicago aren't working. And there was a huge, I think a thing came up to the Supreme Court of a lady that wanted to have a, a and they, 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 she took it all the way, I believe she took it all the way to the Supreme Court and they wouldn't let her carry. And she, they did all the right stuff. Uh, we're not the only country in the world where this happens. One, these things happen in uh, multiple countries. We're not even a top 10 country in the world. We're not even the most industrial uh, developed country where this happens. So I, I would, I would, tread lightly in terms of making absolute statements like that. This actually does happen in other countries in terms of imagining which constitutes four or more people. So all you got to do is Google things per country by capita. This is, and, and, and please research this on your own. Research this on your own. Because when you look at the numbers, again, when you look at the numbers, I don't think the argument is for, is, is for stricter gun laws. I just don't think the numbers reflect that. I don't think the numbers make any type of argument for that. Okay, so here are the numbers. Average mean annual death per million people from mass public bang bangs, U.S., Canada, and Europe, 2019 to 2009 to 2015. Norway, which had an outlier of a situation in Norway, okay? Serbia, France, Macedonia, Albania, Slovakia, Switzerland, Finland, Belgium, Czech Republic, and the United States is 11th. Austria, Netherlands, Canada, England, Germany, Russia, Italy. So we're, no, okay? Now this is per capita. America's population is bigger. You also got to factor that in. Our population is massive. But these things do happen in other places. We just don't talk about them like that. Not to mention the, you know, the cars that are being used in situations like this, other, other attacks in, in uh, places. So you guys could pull these numbers up yourself. These things do happen in other places. We're not even a top 10 country. And, and by the way, most deaths are self-inflicted. So this whole, ah, oh, we got to take away people's fires because, I mean, people are deleting themselves. That's not the same as an uh, uh, being used in uh, at a school, right? Those situations are the statistical outlier, you know, the statistical outlier. And so... Hey, this clip is from our daily after-party stream. If you enjoyed it, consider signing up for our Patreon community for only $5 a month where you get access to the replays of our daily after-party streams as well as the uncut extended versions of our podcast, Discord access that's private, and a discount code for our merch store, only $5 a month. And ultimately, it's the best way to help us contextualize the gospel of Jesus using media, podcasting, and of course, YouTube. The link for that is in the description or in the pinned comment. The perks are amazing. You should get on there. It's only $5 a month. I'll see you over there, all right?